Cheers. Cheers. That is good. That'll do. That'll play. Oh, yes, sir. So today, um, we always jump right into this. Welcome to Bibles and Beers. Welcome to the Bibles and Beers podcast. Um, This is a podcast where we drink about beer and we talk about things. Unscripted. Off the cuff. As we do. (laughs) Um, My name is Devin Arnson. My name is Ulrich Schomer. Um, Today, we're drinking from the Earth Rider Brewery in Superior, Wisconsin. Precious Material. Heels Lager? Hellas. Hellas Lager. There you go. Um, so this is one of our, our fans favorites. Um, my guy, Chris up in Esco, Minnesota, um, a faithful listener to our podcast. So shout out to Chris. Thank you, Chris. Chris. Um, so yeah, he, he recommended this, um, beer to us and it's really good. Yeah. It rocks. Yeah. Just like pretty solid nice easy beer and it's yeah it's a really nice like sunny day chilling outside yeah. sitting on it which is I, today yeah i feel like we go for the heavy ipas so often that like drinking something that is just like a nice light beer is really refreshing yeah i love the can art um yeah. german oh go ahead yeah i mean like all of their art is super cool um and like all of their um beers are labeled um, just like with Minnesota things. So I think there's like oh. a Lake Caribou IPA and a Superior IPA. Um, yeah, but what are you going to say? Well, it's uh, the style of beer. The Hellas Lager is a German style from, I believe, Bavaria. So like down by Munich and like the southern region of German. Mm. Let me, oh yeah, Old Bavaria meets Great Lakes. Okay. Yeah, so it's Bavarian. Um which ties in nicely to what we're talking about today. That's what, what I was going to say. Because today. today we're talking about freedom of the Christian by the one, the only Martin Luther, the man, the myth, the legend, the man amongst men. The man amongst men. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're talking about freedom of the Christian and we'll do a little book report on it. Um, Flashbacks. We to both had to, to actually do a yeah. book report. <laughs> we both have to actually do a book report on this four class uh, for church history. Shout out to the Mrs. Dr. Rhoda Schuler if she's listening. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of, I don't know, you want to dive in? Yeah, well, you said last week, you kind of prefaced it. And I screwed up my history. Okay, yes. do you want to revise? Yeah, let me, let me revise. So I think last week I said this was after the time, like, Catholic Church was trying to kill Luther, and that's incorrect because this was published in an attempt to persuade the Catholic Church to not kill him. This was like, I mean, it was published 1520, so you know, we're three years after the Reformation, and this was like Martin Luther's attempt to the Pope to go, Hey, it's not that crazy. This is founded in scripture. Let me just lay out what I'm actually saying. And so he he's, he wrote a number of different pamphlets. Yeah. Um, this was one of them. It's a short, I think it's, well, it's the only one I've read, but it is like held in high regard um, more than the others. And just the way people talk about it and the weight it carries in just terms of justification through faith and where we get that as an idea. So this is Luther's attempt to convince Pope Leo X to not kill him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's really split up into two parts. Um, and like all Lutheran theology, most of Lutheran mm-hmm. theology, there's a good tension that we have to hold 
Um, and so one part is that a, a Christian is, how does, how does he say it? Um, well, let's look. Let me, let me just pull out my copy. Oh, gosh. Um, um, so, okay. A Lord of all, that's what he says. I, I got it on the my Christ- notes here. Oh, oh, he's got it on his notes. <laughs> so uh, the first part is that a Christian is Lord of all. Um, it's given dominion. And then the second part is a Christian is a servant of all. Which right. are very, which is such a like a groundbreaking thing, to like hold that tension. Right, because like I feel like a lot of people think either one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Luther's saying here is like, no, like if you are a co-heir in Christ, you are part of this royal priesthood, God's a chosen race, as it said in like First Peter, like you are like this awesome group of people, right? And then you're also servants to everyone. You also right. are um, subservants to to the world. And so that really puts us in our place. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's that's kind of what I think of it. Just yeah, and I think he's talking about um, you know two different the two different dimensions that we operate in mm-hmm. as humans. Where he's talking about you know a Christian is Lord of all. Christian is that's the the vertical relationship in which we've been given this new life we've been given this this priesthood as you put it this new kingdom um we've been given this life through Christ's sacrifice which then gives us power over freedom and death which right so we're lord of all cannot be bound by anything of the world like our identity is rooted in Christ and that is our vertical um relationship uh good that's a call back to the predestination episode yeah. you know that refers to our vertical identity in Christ. And then a Christian, a Christian is servant to all completely attentive to the needs of all. And that is kind of the exterior person, the horizontal relationship, the way we interact with others, the way we interact with the people around us in the world. Um, and so most of this is him kind of just defining what he means by that of saying like the human, like, I mean, the next page, the human being as an inner and outer person, you know, he's, not saying two things that contradict each other, even though it sounds like that, um, but is instead saying that as a Christian, we are given this dual identity um, and one that makes us both Lord of everything over the, like the worldly matters, but also as servant to everything. And it's that contrast that I think is really sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of makes me think of a verse that I, I brought up last week, whereas when Paul says this, like, don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh, but to serve one another in love. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we have, as Christians, been given this, this status of being Lord of all, and we'll talk about exactly what that means. Um, but rather than using that to, um, to lord over people or to use our power and to feel better than others. We use this position uh, to serve one another. Um, Right. Yeah. And it's this idea that kind of like strength necessitates service of, you know, we've been given this freedom. We've been given this, this uh, new identity uh, in regards to our, our salvation. Um, And so because of that, we should be looking for ways to serve and love our neighbor uh, as we are called, you know, like we, we shouldn't, which Luther also gets into in the, 
later in the, the treatise of just like the Holy Spirit motivates us to live out our calling as servant. And it is first through our calling as Lord over everything that we then get the calling as servant. And it's this dual nature that we are given. Um, which goes back to our law gospel episode. We're really like doing the rounds on everything. This we is... are. This is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and so I think just like going through my notes to try to define what it means to be a lord of all, because I think like that's a very yeah loose term. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get a lot of crazy ideas from that. Um, and so what Luther does is he lays out that. Christ is both our priest and our king. And that gives us a direction as far as like, what are our positions? Um, and so I'm just trying to like read through my notes. It says, as our priest, he prays and intercedes for us, but he also teaches us through the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and through this uh, marriage between Christ and the church, um, Paul uses marriage language a lot. Luther. Mm-hmm borrows that a lot Mm -hmm. Um, so through this this unity between christ and the church the church also shares in this power of the royal priesthood and i've had to write several i mean we just wrote a paper on that for doctrine uh, (laughs) about the royal priesthood and so everyone then is through christ brought alongside this ministry of saying we all are given the same purpose uh to serve one another um and to like points one another towards christ well and i think more so the the lord of all language um i think is more misunderstood than the servant to all because it's it's more abstract and just because it's relating to sin and kind of the abstract or i guess just kind of the the relationship we have with god and not necessarily the like tangible relationship we have with others Mm -hmm. um and so because of that, I think it doesn't get focused on as much, but I think that's the most important one. I would, I mean, well, they're both important, obviously, but I think yeah, like this Lord of all idea is something that like keeps us firm in the idea of justification through faith so that we don't slip into this kind of like pseudo legalism. Um, and I think there's a lot of like kind of falsely, like, I don't know. Like, like soft legalism within just like Christianity of like this idea that if I'm not getting better and better and better, then my sanctification isn't working. Right. And our object of sanctification is not to like focus on getting better and better and better. Right. Like we are Christ saved us while we were sinners in with and under, like we are currently still in that we are not better yeah. or worse because of any like sin issue we have you know grown or fallen into or whatever and so this idea of like lord of all should just like yield the most like genuine joy and hope of just like i don't have to deal with like i am free from sin i am free from the bondage i'm free from all these things and like what a weight that is lifted off me of like i don't have to get better and better and better because christ has already done it for me and i i don't know i i just think like that sense of grace of like we are saved where we are at and not this like i don't know legalistic view of like getting there is so important and so vital in just terms of the gospel yeah and that's what i mean that's like 
the freedom of a Christian is that we are free from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther talks about, I'm just going through my notes, Luther talks about the three powers of faith. Um, yeah, the threefold power of faith. And the first thing that he lays out is that faith frees us from the law. Mm-hmm. But, like, we are no longer, like, held hostage by, by sin and, like, the compulsion of the law. Right. Like, we are set free from that. So there's nothing holding us back anymore. Like, that's that's where we get this, like, Lord language. There's mm-hmm. nothing holding us back. Um, and just to explain through all the parts, um, the second point is that faith honors God. And so, you know, because our faith is given to us through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit can't be against God's right. way. So everything right. that the Spirit does honors God. Um, and so, like, that's, like, leaning into that is really freeing to say, like, we're, we're, we're trusting in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep, there's the yeah. sound effects. Um, then we know that like, we are, like, honoring God. And, like, what a cool thing um, that, like, us as, like, humble human beings Absolutely. have the ability to do that. Um, and then lastly, faith unites us with Christ. And so, like, that is where we become a part of this, like, royal family, this royal priesthood. Um, like we are all united through Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like that gives us so much power in the, in the, the vertical sense. Um, right. And the fact that we have this huge, basically family across the globe to say, we are all a part of the same family. Like that is just crazy. Yeah. And just like the, the joy and just the zeal for life and the purpose and fulfillment that just comes from like having this like i don't know i i just think like wow it's one of those things of like if you 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 know directly say it like this of like oh you know there's this like hidden works righteousness everyone's gonna be like whoa like no what are you talking about like nobody like like subscribes to this I just think it's like a sneaky thing is what I'm trying to get at. Like, I don't think anyone, if you were to, you know, talk to someone and be like, oh, I think this might be like a little works person. They'd be like, oh, no, of course. Like, save by faith, just by faith. And it's something we throw around so flippantly that it like kind of waters down the worth. But I think there is kind of in Western Christianity, this sense of like, while we've been saved by faith, that kind of gets the back burner and that, that, that shouldn't, that should be the, the focal point. And there becomes this kind of, like I said, like pseudo legalism of just, I have to continue to get better and better and better. And if I don't, then my sanctification isn't working. And that's not the purpose of the gospel because it's focusing on what we're doing. Absolutely. And so like just the, the, just sheer joy and hope that just comes from understanding that I think is like truly the most life-giving part of being a Christian. Like I just, yeah, I don't know. I think it took me, I don't know. It, it took me a while to get there and just like reading this, like the way Luther puts it, it just like put what I had known into terms and was really insightful for me. Yeah. But he writes about that um, where he says like, the inner person is one with God. By faith, he is created in the image of God, and he is joyful and glad on account of the benefits of Christ that have been given to him. Therefore, it is his sole desire to serve God joyfully without thought of gain, inspired by a love that is free and unconstrained, 
However, while attempting to do this, he finds his own flesh, a contrary will that desires to serve the world and seeks its own advantage. Um, and I wrote in the margin, uh, this is like love does circa 1500s. Yeah, this is the the summary of Bob Goff's book, Love Does, of just like when we properly hold the gospel in that light, it just gives so much genuine joy that we can then go love and serve our neighbors with zeal and passion uh, and not focusing on ourselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a whole tangent. That was <laughs> yeah, I'm. I think this is going to be a beard that I buy more. This is really. This good. is a good one. I like. I still have. I think I still have one white pine IPA. I still have like three Sierra Nevadas in the fridge. Torpedoes. The torpedoes. Oh, yeah, they're big. Those are big. Um, but this is just like sitting here drinking. Um. It's nice, not easy. It's yeah. just a nice, easy, like, come home from school, long day, <laughs> long in, the day in the office. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice. Um, I don't know. It's been, like, super cool, obviously, like, getting more into beers this year because this has been, like, the first year I've been able to drink. But, like, just, like, reading on all the different local breweries, like, up in Duluth or down here mm-hmm. in the cities. Um yeah, it's been like really cool just to like read up on them. I don't know. And there's a huge like, well, there, there's a huge microbrewery, I don't know, like movement, if you will, in the sure. Twin Cities. Like yeah. you Google just like breweries near me and like five of them come there's, up. There's and so it's, many. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton. Um, and it, it's cool. Like, I mean, because of COVID, it's been kind of shut down, but like going to like last summer uh a buddy of mine and we started doing like a weekly beer thing and mm-hmm. we go out to breweries every sunday night it was, it was awesome we just like check up on the week and just nice. be like how's it going what's going on yeah it was sweet um but we'd go to like these breweries and then because of covid they all got shut down and i was like dang because it, it was so fun to go yeah. sit there and then you like ask the guy at the brewery you're like what should i get like yeah. tell me about this one and yeah. like they make it so they know like exactly dang. you know how, and it was cool huh. but um yeah, no, microbreweries are sweet. I this is no, this is a great beer. I cool. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we spent we spent a heavy amount of time. Lord of all is affordable. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I feel we define that well. Yeah. Well enough. <laughs> <laughs> and so the the second part then is uh, is servant of all. And so what does that mean? Um, I'm just going to go because this is my thought from, oh, yeah. no, from chapel this morning. Oh. Um, we read, or I read the, the story of, from John of Jesus washing the disciples feet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if I, your teacher and your master have served you, mm-hmm. is that, that should like start sending sirens off that you should be serving and washing other people's feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought like that really you know, connected well to, to what it means to be a servant of all of like, if Jesus came down to earth, who is you know, deserving of all glory, he came down to earth and he came just to love and serve people. 
there's no reason why we should feel like, oh, I'm too good to, to do that. Right. You know, like it's, it's so humbling to know that like God would come down and like help us in like the most like little intimate ways. Well, how does, how does like C.S. Lewis put it? Of Like if you were a frog, it would be like becoming a frog. <laughs> and he like, he intentionally like picked something like super small and insignificant. And he was like, if you created a world of frogs, and you had to save them, you would have to become a frog. And, like, <laughs> you know, you put it in that light, and it's like, man, I don't want to be a frog. Like, yeah. that would suck. I'm a human. It's kind of a fun <laughs> thought, though. But, yeah. Probably even more so, because we can't even fully, like, comprehend the whole, like, weight of glory and the, the power that is, yeah. you know, the divine God. But, um, hmm. yeah, I mean, you hold it in that sense, it's extremely humbling, just because man, if Christ could come down and become like me and walk and struggle and like have pains and, you know, like suffering and, and do it all on the cross for me, like, man, why am I complaining so much? (laughs) Oh gosh. I need to, I'm going to look it up. You know, like, so I want to make sure I get this, this verse right. Um, but something, and I found this verse over this last summer while working at camp, and it struck a chord with me. So this is from Hebrews 12. Okay. And so um, I'm just going to start at verse 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so not only did like Jesus come down, he served us, he took on the cross, but he did it with joy. Yeah. Like that and chose to do it. Yeah. For us. It was an intentional. It just blows me away every time. Yeah. That, you know, um, as we're going into Holy Week, thinking about like Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, like Jesus prayed in the garden. Um, and he was like I don't want to do this, right? but not my will, your will, God. Right. And so like, even when, so I guess, like, that's the point I'm trying to make is even when we, we don't find joy in what we're serving, um, and what we have to do, just like knowing that Jesus took that on and like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think of, um, (laughs) I, I think of the meme have you seen the the meme of Mel Gibson on set with the guy who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ? Yes. And Jesus like, is in like like full makeup, like about to be crucified. Yeah. And then Mel Gibson's like leaning over in his director's chair in normal like, everyday clothes and is like having a conversation with him. Um, I think of that just, I don't know, because the way, like the picture is so funny and just the way it's taken because the actor that's playing Jesus is just like so earnestly listening and is like sitting there and like, it looks like Mel Gibson's just complaining to him. Yeah. And so it's just hilarious because it's like, you know, there's this image of like a bloody crucified Jesus sitting there and then like Mel Gibson in his everyday street clothes just sitting there complaining to him about yeah. like why this and that is the way it is. <laughs> like, like pointless, insignificant things. Right. Um, but no, I just, I, I, I think of that sometimes when I, when I find myself complaining, I'm just like, you know what, this isn't, 
Christ died for me and by that joy given to me, like that should, yeah. who am I to complain? Who am I to sit here and out of all the good things given to me and all the blessings and everything and the life, not, not even like in the vertical sense, but just in like the horizontal sense of like, who am I to sit here and bellyache about having to write a doctrine paper or whatever, yeah. you know, like it just keeps it in a good perspective. Yeah. Um, it's something that has come up in one of my classes a lot for me. When we talk about serving, it doesn't need to be anything huge. Um, Cause I've gone on like mission trips and done like service stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. That's like good work. But one of the points that they brought up in this class um, this is actually from, I have it right here, Joining Jesus by Greg Finke. And he actually came and spoke to our class. It was awesome. Mm, um, that's sweet. But one of his main points is that, like, Jesus just enjoyed people. Yeah. He just, like, had dinner with people. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Is like He was like, you don't need to do anything big. You just, like, hang out with people, enjoy people. Like, genuinely just, like, love people. And, like, right. it doesn't... You don't need to do anything extravagant. Like serving can be as simple as just enjoying people because that's what Jesus did. And I think that speaks to the, well, just the idea that this like sense of service and this horizontal good works, you know, like, like Luther writes about in Freedom of Christian, like the works righteous or not works righteousness, but like the, the good works that come from our faith, um, he's writing against works righteousness and in terms of like Catholicism. Um, but the good works that do come from our faith are n- like m- things that are, I don't know, every day or like they, they just the spirit working through us. And so it affects our entire life. It is not just like this big grand thing of like, I went to confession or I went to mass or I, you know, yada, 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 whatever the, the works were for the Catholics at the time. Our works are just things that are, intuitive to our lifestyle as Christians. Right. Um, and it is the spirit working through us, the faith that saves us to give us this lordship over all, then in turn motivates us to be servant to all. Yeah. Cause I think like that is something that I've wrestled with a lot is like, what does it mean to serve God? And like, we don't serve God out of compulsion or like fear of like, Oh, I have to do this. Like I have to be mm-hmm. this better Christian. I have to do this, but it's like, our service to God comes naturally after knowing that we've been saved. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, and I, I've talked about this in, in several other episodes, how I think a good response is like the, the law follows the gospel in that like we naturally live out the law in response mm-hmm. to the gospel. And so I think, yeah, I think it's a very natural thing to, to serve people even in really small ways after experiencing the gospel, after knowing that you've been forgiven, knowing that um, you've been saved. I think like that's a, I don't know. I think people really get scared when they're like, Oh, I, I got to serve or like, I got to mm-hmm. do some great mission trip to Africa or something, but you things know, you can like, point to. Yeah. Right. But it's like, Gandalf says it's it's the little things that keep the darkness at bay. Um, Yeah, and I think like that makes it very tangible and like um, makes it available to us because obviously like the 
the call is for all of us to to serve. Yeah, and I think too it it speaks to, you know, I don't know. I guess just kind of this idea that our our faith is in the day to day, and our faith isn't in the big missions trips and yeah. the big things. And while those are good, you know, like our good works are something that we don't necessarily notice every day, and it is something that we just do as Christians and as the like spirit led individuals. Like I think, I don't know. I I, I think the like the best work you can do is something you don't even realize you did till someone comes up to you and like says like thank you for that it was just something that like naturally happened you didn't even think anything of it because then it is truly when you have like that is when you have truly removed yourself from the thing and it's just the holy spirit working through you you didn't naturally didn't even think about it moved on to the next thing and a day later someone says oh great job like thanks i needed that that helped out a ton you're like oh it wasn't even like a big deal you know like that i think is like the evidence of a like you know the spirit working through us not well i don't know less so like the the day-to-day things i would say more so than the big tangible things we can point to of x y or z i went to here there and went all over the world on mission trips but yeah mission trips are good uh i've been on plenty of mission trips myself that's not too um I mean, they're very helpful and they're valuable and there's lots of things. I, I just, you know, our focal point shouldn't be on mission trips is what I was getting at. No. Yeah. And I think not even mission trips, but just like church on Sunday. Yeah. Like I think a lot of Christians view like spirituality and Christianity as a Sunday morning thing. Right. Um, and also something else that Greg said, and he did a super cool job uh, explaining so he put like he put up this like map, this big map of a neighborhood. He goes, okay, your church is right here. It's one pinpoint on the map. He goes, that's your church building. The church itself is all of the people who go to it, and yeah. so like a whole bunch of other pinpoints right. on the map. And church goes, is the people. It's also not the the worship service, which takes place for one hour, one day a week right. at this one particular spot. Your church is happening all the time where all of your people are. Right, and like. It was just a really cool visual to see like one pinpoint happening one day a week mm-hmm. for one hour versus all of these pinpoints all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think like that's. And that mission trips are like a great way to kind of, I don't know, get outside your comfort zone and really grow. And I, I <laughs> go on mission trips. That wasn't the point of what yep, I was trying yep, to make. Yep, yep, <laughs> um, they're, they're great. But um, our day-to-day spiritual, like, growth is where like christianity is is a day-to-day yeah it is the the christian lifestyles you know in the menial in the day-to-day in the less extravagant was where i was going with that but final thoughts final thoughts um man freedom of christian there's just so much to say uh we we kind of got after it this week um (laughs) We'll let you in on a little secret. Normally, it takes us a couple takes to go through it all, and we just did this whole week's in one, two, <laughs> one basically. Yeah, two two different segments. Usually, we get four or five different yep. ten minute segments and put them together, but we yeah, that was one thirty minute talking. segment. Yeah, segment. It, only, it only was two segments because it cut us off at thirty minutes. So we right, had to start we had to start one. a new one. Yeah, um, Prima Christian. There's so much to talk about. Um, this main theme that luther writes of just 
Krishna is Lord of all and his servant to all. I think it's just one of the, well, I think justification is just the, Luther's take on justification is the, I don't know, the, the seat of theology, if you will. Like it is just critical that we get the justification through faith figured out because I think that is the true message of the gospel. And I think Luther does a phenomenal job of explaining that relationship between our horizontal servant to all and our vertical Lord of all and just the freedom and the joy and the zeal that comes with understanding that sense of grace and that sense of Lord of all. There's nothing like it. That's yeah. That's the gospel, man. That's it. Like that's, Um, that's, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just something that there's a loss for words that just the amount of, wow, that's incredible that yeah, that's the way it is. So, yeah. Um, I would say just about that. Um, yeah, just the fact that we are, we are free from this compulsion of the law. We are free from this compulsion that I have to do this. Um, and certainly Christians have a sense of duty, right? And that's the service of all. But that right. comes from the gospel. That comes from that joy and love that we have received. And it overflows from us to other people. Like that, as we've you know, said a lot, that comes naturally. That's just the natural response. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, there's sometimes you got to put some work to it. But our salvation never rides on that. Right. Um, and God doesn't need our good works. It is not contingent to our salvation. Yeah. And I, you said this in another episode, I forget which one, but God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does. Right. Um, I thought that was awesome. That's not for me. That's Dr. Mark Schuler. That's okay. uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. I, <laughs> no, that's... Said it, that's good stuff. I can't um, take credit for that one. No, no. That's, that's an old... Per- Shout out to Dr. Schuler. Man, we hit them both. We hit both Mr. and Mrs. Dr. Schuler in this episode. <laughs> we have some fantastic <laughs> doctrines uh, here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to pray us out? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for this time that we can just kind of explore the good news and the gift you've given to us. We thank you for this justification by faith that we can hold on to and we can just rest in and we find this freedom in and just the sense of joy and hope that that brings uh, that we may then serve others in that. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for that. And we just ask uh, your blessing in this time of uh, Holy Week and just going into Monday, Thursday and Good Friday and the joyous celebration on Easter that captivates that freedom we have in you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for beer and we thank you for the many blessings you pour out on us. And we ask that you help us glorify you in all that we do. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah. And if you're Around the Twin Cities, I think a lot of our listeners are. You yeah. don't have a church for Holy Week or a church in general. Um, this is our time to invite you to come to Gloria Day Lutheran Church in St. Anthony Village. Um, Lothal and I go there. It's, I love it. It's just that church brings me so much joy. And so, yeah, I, yeah. If you don't, if you don't have a church for Holy Week, um, or just again in general, uh, check us out. Yeah, it would yeah. be be cool to see you guys there.
And then next week, um, I guess we're doing all the housekeeping stuff now. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> next week, next week um, we have special guests on the show. Um, a buddy of ours is going to join us. We aren't sure what the topic's going to be yet. We He's told him. He's choosing it for us. Right. So, um, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to hold off. I guess any more details, just we don't know. For whatever we don't know happens. what the topic's gonna be. We told him to pick it and then introduce introduce it while we're recording. So um, next week may be all over the place, but bear with us and hopefully he has something to say on it because <laughs> I'm kind of scared. He's just gonna throw something out and you and I are just gonna look at each other well, and be like, uh. <laughs> "Yep." I think that heads up for whatever next week will be entail. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening to Bottles and Beers. As always, um, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> and good night.